0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Women in Worship podcast. It's Bethany and Lee, and today we are joined by one of our most favorite people on the planet, Marquita Anthony. Marquita had an incredible journey this past year where the Lord uprooted her from everything she had known and moved her across the country, and we're calling this one your yes? What's on the other side of your yes? Is it your best one? And are you willing to even give him your yes? Well, Markita has been demonstrating that over these last months and her story has been nothing but beautiful. And we can't wait for you to hear this. She shares how the Lord called her, where she came from, where she's going and how she knows she's exactly where the Lord wants her to be all because of the obedience that she's just practicing day-to-day by submitting her life to Jesus. So listen, sit back, grab a cup of coffee or keep your eyes on the road and enjoy this episode, our last one of 2022 with Marquita Anthony.
1: I mean, she announces it. (laughs) All right, you ready? Yeah, let's pray first yes Lord we love you so much, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for who you are, thank you for your goodness and your kindness Lord and. Thank you for your mercy and your goodness. There's so much to be thankful for. And we thank you for Marquita. Lord, we pray that you would bless her time mm-hmm. back tenfold as she sits here with us. But Lord, I've already prayed this morning and I know that you know the females and the, the friends and whoever will listen to this, God, you know, the exact t- date and time that they yep. will turn this on and it will be what they what they need, yep. God. And we just, we just ask you, Holy Spirit, to fill this conversation with your anointing and the power that breaks the yokes of any bondage just on their life yeah father through this conversation through prayer Lord, we trust you and we love you in Jesus name. Amen, Amen. so markita you, you know don't be prim and proper here, you can be as free as you need to be if you feel like a prophetic flow that God gives you say I, I sense right now there's somebody listening like even even do that kind of stuff like if you sense that because what's the point of this podcast, you know, except getting your story out, but Mm -hmm. also want it to be a a ministry, you know, to to them. So, okay. Yeah. What's everybody? Well, let me start over. (laughs) Yeah, I just ran together, I ran together. Here we go. Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Women in Worship podcast. Lee and Bethany here. We are excited today to have a special guest—actually, special friend, right? Yes. I mean, no guest. You're not a guest. You're a friend. You're family. Yes. Your family. My sister. The one and only Marquita. <laughs> I mean, we're not even gonna say your last name. We don't need it. Nobody I, needs nobody it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody needs it. Nobody needs it. Hey, no we, we, we just wanna no, say we, <laughs> <laughs> we no. just wanna say thank you for being yeah. with us today. Yeah. Marquita has has been with us for uh, at our local church on staff for I don't know how long were we together? I mean eight, nine years. Oh, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah almost 10 years. Yeah. yeah. so great friendship with her and we have so much respect for you my friend yes and what my we're gosh. going to talk about today i have even more respect for you you yeah. you have inspired me to walk closer to the lord so many times but this story we're going to share today i was crying on my back porch as we were talking so <laughs> welcome
2: marquita thank you so much i'm glad to be Back is that a way to say yes? It? I guess. Yes. Glad to be back with you guys. Glad to see y'all faces. It's been a long time, but yes. I'm super happy to see your face and 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 be in the virtual vicinity.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank God for technology most of the time, and this is when we thank him. Yes. <laughs> thank so, him for I, it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, hey, well, let's get started. We want to honor your time, and uh, let's jump right into it. So, this conversation, I. Marquita and I were chatting probably a couple months back. We were, I was sitting on my back porch, and honestly, I think I just called you to see how you were because you made yeah. this massive move, which everybody's going to hear about. But you were just talking, and when you made the statement that I just said yes to the Lord, my, I'm telling you, my spirit leapt. I started crying. I was like, Marquita, you've got to <laughs> tell everybody about oh. this because. It it inspired me, and encouraged me, and it made me question, does the Lord have my yes? Yeah. Wow. Honestly. Yeah. So today, we would love for you to just take us through the journey, really of that conversation. I don't even know if you remember it, but hey, I'll prompt you through it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what friends are for. (laughs) Thank Thank you. So tell everybody just a little bit about being on staff at our local church, which is Church of the Highlands, and what God did to you. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love that. I love that. You said too, cause yes. <laughs> what's up? I felt attacked. No, I'm just, no. oh. <laughs> I mean,
1: sincerely, you need to tell all those feelings because, Oh yeah, for sure. Because it was a battle in your mind, you know, going back oh, and yeah, forth, for sure. but yeah. the Lord had your yes. So let mm-hmm. us know. Tell everybody.
2: Oh yeah. Well, Um, I started as a dream teamer actually at Church of the Highlands in 2013, which um, really honestly was a God move in in and of itself for me to be there, be in those spaces. And um, it took a long time to feel comfortable enough to just, you know, even say, okay, I will, you know, try to even serve here because I am, I don't, you know, I know that many of you don't know me, but. Hello, my name is Marquita and I'm an introvert. Like, I don't know. I know everybody says they're an introvert. Oh, I'm an introvert. Uh, Yes, I'm an introvert. If you like going outside, you're not an introvert. Like, I would, if my job did not require that I go outside in front of people, I would be a legit hermit, like purposely, like happily hermit. that why you took um, the hikes
1: that you used to take? You would take hikes. So you were trying to be an extrovert?
2: I was just trying to be around people so nobody would think I was a weirdo. Quarantine <laughs> was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I was very sad that it did not last longer. Um, I just, you know, I, I love being, you know, quality time is my love language. So um, when I'm want, when I want to be around the closest people to me at that time, hiking was the only thing we could do. So that was great. Um, but that's about the extent of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I say all of that to say, you know, I'm I'm very um, shy when it comes to throwing myself into situations that um, I don't know I'm unfamiliar with, which will continue to be a recurrence in my life, <laughs> um, which I know is always a hand of thigh um, calling me out of that comfort zone. But um, that was definitely one of the most life changing things that I've ever done was kind of step into that serving space at, um, at a church like Highlands. It is a massive space to move around in, mm-hmm. even though there is much tight community there, tight knit community, loving community. And eventually I found that, you know, but for me being who I was at the time, it was very big. And, mm-hmm. um, somehow I just, I was able to step into that and and start serving and man, uh, it just built, I built relationships and friendships and, community that, I mean, lifelong people, like, you know, just like y'all, you know, like lifelong friends and not just friends, but literal siblings. Like it's just, it's, it's awesome. Um, and so I served as a dream teamer for about, uh, three or four years before I was asked to come on staff, um, to help with, uh, our development program that we have and, um, operating those spaces and teaching and helping with local development. And then eventually I was um, asked to be a worship director, which was an incredible um, experience. And so having done that um, full time for the past five years uh, for Highlands was more than life changing, getting to build teams, build cycles and um, help influence change and also work, you know, within those spaces um, with helping to influence um, change in areas uh, such as, you um, Race relations and um, building up our women in the community and students and so many different areas I got to be a part of was just completely life changing for me. Um, and so working in that space, you you tend to I mean, at first I'm like I don't even know if I could serve here. Like you know how would I sing those songs? <laughs> but then ultimately you you come to a place where the Lord just directs your your steps and plants you in this place where you're like, wow, I'm, yes. I'm I'm, actually getting to influence change in my local church to help better my community. Like who wouldn't want to just continue to do that for the rest of their entire lives with no disruption, <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> interruption. Like, it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. And then, uh, you know, in wanting to, in doing so much of that, it was almost as if there was this aching in me and this longing in me to do so much more. And um, there were ways and spaces and places that I wanted to be able to do that, um, but there just was not the room to kind of expand in that way um, at, at that particular church. And it became so uncomfortable because it was almost like, you know, I'm, I'm going in and I'm doing the job that I'm assigned to, which is always, you know, what you want to do and do it cheerfully. I love my team. I love my pastor. I love everything about this place. And it's home, you know, my family's here. Everything is here. And then (laughs) uh, (laughs) I found myself being invited into um, other spaces saying, you know, hey, listen, the things that you wanna do, the places that you wanna um, influence, the, the, the areas where you want to be able to stretch out, these are the places we, these are places that need that, you know, stretching out. They need you to stretch out in those places. And so, um, I, I had attended a worship school, um, at 10,000 fathers and mothers, which is based in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and, um, 18, in an 18 month program. Uh, and at the end of it, the founder of the school, Aaron keys is like, Hey, there's a church in Oakland, California that could really use a worship director but they need so much more than that and i'm like hey listen you were like uh, no huh you were like no uh yeah i'm afraid <laughs> for them real hard I'm like what are we why are we talking about california i live in birmingham alabama and let's talk about what we're not gonna do well, mm-hmm. to california. it's like absurd that you would even ask me that and he would say it in passing, but then I was like, boy, no. So, <laughs> so the conversation, he was like, well, just can you just meet the pastor? Maybe you can just kind of, you know, share some words of whatever. I was like, okay, well, I mean, I, I'll meet him. And I think that's probably what I need to figure out how to like, you know, be a little mean or something. I don't know, but I feel like it's <laughs> super rude to- will help you, we'll help you. you, know, we'll help you. Hey, please and thank you. <laughs> because i'm like oh i can't say no to meeting people like that's super rude so i gotta meet people well he ends up being the this this incredible human being who was not like please come to my church come to my church it was never that it was him expressing the needs of his church expressing their journey and uh, and sharing their journey and looking for a worship director um sharing his heart for the things that they needed and and it was um Intriguing because I mean I had never been to Oakland, California. But you know you hear all of the things. Oh no, I had been there once, but I was there for literally I was here for literally a couple of hours, and then we flew out like it was for an event, and I was here for a couple hours, and then we flew back home. But um, being when I say I've never been here, I've never been here to experience the culture. I've never been here to experience people, and then all of the things that I've ever heard have been all negative, right? So. Um, When he was sharing his heart for his community and his heart for his church, it was just the most genuine, the most authentic sharing that I've ever experienced. And so I'm listening to him speak and I'm like, man, I'm really gonna pray for y'all because y'all could really use somebody that is so, but if I know somebody, I'll just, you know, refer them. How how nice of you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, absolutely, see, I gotta be nice. So I was like, man, I really need somebody. That's real sweet. And so, I mean, it would never like, I, it wouldn't even cross my mind. But then he would, he would just randomly, there was, there was literally no like trying to persuade or trying to, you know, coerce me to, you know, he would just, he, be- he became my pastor before he was my pastor. Wow. Mm-hmm. He would randomly text me, hey, I hope you're having a good week. How can I pray for you? And, and we would have these phone conversations that I'm not joking. Every single time we'd end up on the phone for like two hours. And then I'd eventually end up crying somehow. And there was this, just this door that was, just this relationship that was built on no commitment, no ask, no anything. Right. And, um, and, and so, I mean, in my heart, I'm like, this guy is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a pastor. He's such a great guy. Definitely not moving to California. Like it was not even in me to even think about it was not even something that I thought I could do um, because it just didn't make sense at all like why would I leave you know where I am there are copious amounts of resources to do the job that I'm I'm wanting to do and and maybe if I wait right the moment will come around where I can stretch out like I want to maybe if I uh just you know hold out or maybe if I just stall out or just you know just kind of in the in the wheel maybe i'll get the opportunity to do what i really need to be doing yeah and that was my thought process until <laughs> until he and he was like well, hey, i either way we've seen you know um some of your worship we would love for you to just come lead us in worship and um me me you know i'm like i can't like if somebody says hey would you please come lead our church like how can you say no like do you say no like that i don't know i couldn't say no i mean i like i'd already told my leader that it was out of the question it was too far away i wasn't even remotely thinking about moving but they were such nice people i've said yes to go you know leave worship for people all the time this is something that i do regularly so i'm like okay i'll i'll go it's whatever so i come out here and <laughs> i'm just like oh this is nice you know little, you know nice people and Sunday morning, I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know what happened. Um, but I get on, on the stage for rehearsal or sound check and I, this team is standing there and they are looking at me with all this expectancy, you know, as if, you know, this is what like, hey, we, we, we've we been waiting on you, mm-hmm. right? We've been waiting on you to come and do what God called you to do and I have never met these people before I've never experienced worship with them before they've never seen me do anything and they're waiting on me to lead them Mm -hmm. in in this supernaturally like team oriented way Mm -hmm. and we had an awesome worship service the church is is you know is very intimate it's completely different from what I know at Highlands and so it's like different um obstacles to kind of work around and work through and so we're doing this and they're doing it so well and I mean it's just incredible and so the service gets ready to start it's almost time for service to start and the people start coming in and there's these two huge double doors at the back of the church And I'm watching these people walk in and it just reminded me, my campus at Highlands was Woodlawn and we would do services in this uh, restored fire section, you know, the firehouse and um, people would come in from every walk of life. We would have company CEOs and business leaders and teachers and doctors and nurses coming in in scrubs and suits, but then you have people. Who were literally un- unhoused like homeless people walking in off the street people who lived all kinds of lives just walking in and sitting next to everybody anybody you've got this complete mix of people coming in and that was the most necessary the most vital i ever felt in a worship space ever in my life and when i was standing in this pulpit in oakland and watching these people walk in it, it took me back to that time in 2014 2015 when we used to watch people walk in service and feel like I'm standing up here to affect change in their lives I'm standing up here to do more than just sing some songs and lead some worship and hope somebody you know cries or whatever no I'm literally about to till ground Mm. in their hearts in their lives and I'm seeing these people walk in and it's taking me back to the time when I felt most necessary in my worship. And I mean, I just, out of nowhere, I clearly hear the Lord say, like clearly, like, I I just will never forget it. He said, this is home. And Mm y'all, I lost it. Like, I just, I couldn't, it took, I was, I cried the entire service. It was, it took everything in me to not, um, sob like an infant during every song the people were singing so loud and they were so desperate for the presence of God in a place where proclaiming you're a Christian could potentially get you hit in the face you know and these people are getting in I mean they're coming in into this church bringing their children bringing their families and they're crying out in desperation and worship and I remember that day I cried. I don't remember the message. I don't remember anything else, but Lord get me through this day without sobbing like an infant in front of all these people. <laughs> <laughs> After the service, I was supposed to go to lunch with the pastor and I, I, lived, I had to say, I can't go anywhere today. I went back to my hotel room and I cried. I, had, I cried every single day from that day that I went to visit them up until the moment I moved, up until the the day I left uh, Birmingham to move here. When I say that this was the best yes um, I've ever said in my life, I I couldn't have prayed for uh, this experience. I couldn't have prayed for pastors who care about my heart in my soul, before my gift. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't have prayed for a church family who cares about how I am as a human, how I am uh, as a woman, right? Um, mm-hmm. Before they care about what songs we're singing that mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, I couldn't have prayed for, um, I couldn't have prayed for the journey here. I couldn't have prayed for um, just the safety that and the protection that he, gives me everything. I wouldn't have known to pray for the way that he designed this step in my life. Was it a hard yes? Absolutely. I left everything. I left my family. I left my friends. I left my church home. I left my pastors. I left um, my apartment that I love so much. (laughs) I left all my favorite places to go and places to hang out and places to you know, a familiarity, I left everything to come to a place that is probably one of the highest crime rates in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Come to a place where um, I like, it's probably not the safest for me to be out, you know, at at too, too much after dark, you know, to come to a place where I have zero family, zero friends, I knew nobody, I knew no one. Um, But to know that the Lord has called me here, has been has been what has not only sustained me but it just it gets me out of that bed every day ready to come and change the world and I know that I get to do that because I get to see that on people when they come and church come to church on Sunday and then they start bringing their friends but then those friends start bringing other friends right, right. And that's what it's been since since I've been here it's just been awesome okay I'm gonna stop talking my
1: now. eyes are wet I, <laughs> oh God,
2: I, we're trying not I'm to go <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was trying not to cry. I was like Marquita this is not the time nor the place we got oh, always place. the time I, I'll say this if you
0: sorry no, I know you mean to go to you, you I
2: go.
0: I gotta get myself together listen first of all we just we love you to death and when I say sister I mean it with all of my heart because I know um you're just amazing that's not, this is not that's what we came to it is do gonna happen. <laughs> it's going to happen everybody we're sorry but we're not sorry. Both and sorry um I think this is the part though of why community is mm-hmm. so beautiful yeah. because though you feel um you had that whole journey and when marquita says she's an introvert like she's an introvert like she could be a queen introvert and all the rest of you pale in comparison <laughs> because she was walking through this here and a lot of us kind of knew the tug at her heart but didn't know this path until the other side and and part of that is her introvertedness but part of that is her wisdom in relying on the holy spirit and making sure that she's not listening to too many voices that Mm -hmm. she's got the right voices in her path but you're such a and she would probably give me a little push on this but i'm it is what it is so get over it say it anyway you're such a you're such a nurturer by nature Mm -hmm. and i think that when you start talking about seeing those people come in and your heart like becoming soft and realizing what's happening in front of you Mm -hmm. I think that's the beauty and you even mentioning you know people seeing you as as a woman and who you are, like that's the beauty of how God designed us and the beauty of him taking you into a, a, a new fellowship that needs the nurturer, that needs somebody that sees them exactly like you were seen by your pastor there and giving them an opportunity to to learn and to love. so thank you. Uh, for the yes, but also just know that if you're listening to this and your gifts are nurturing and you feel like that's a, that's a weak gift, or you feel like that's a gift that is discounted or unseen, here's a story of a woman that loves Jesus and that is called on mission by God through worship and is willing to allow that nurturing gift to be part of what guided her and so understand that if that's part of what your gifting is, that's, that doesn't make you, uh, that doesn't make you susceptible to stronger gifts. It is a strong, it's a strength. Mm-hmm. It's a strength to lean in the nurturing nature. Yeah. So
2: just want to say that. You had something. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I would, I would say that too. I think, um, I think that we have created a system of hierarchy yes gifting um which is <laughs> jesus never created a, god never created a hierarchy of any any sort he doesn't right. create a hierarchy with people he doesn't he, the word says he has no respect of persons like he doesn't create a hierarchy among any of us and so how dare we create a hierarchy in, in gifts um uh the word says that he gives gifts he gives many gifts and he, I, I would think, seeing it's how he created us, right, that he would tailor make gifts for us. And so the gift that he gives you is the most valuable gift that you could ever have, regardless right. of how it differs from somebody else's gift. Right. And all my life, I would never see my, I would never claim to be a nurturer. I never thought that I could be, because I'm an introvert, I never thought I could be beneficial to people because I always view people as like, um a challenge for me um not in loving people i love everybody but in building community with people mm-hmm. but somehow in these spaces the lord has perfected that in my life in making it just very easy for people to um you know um share or be vulnerable or be in a place where they could say hey this is what's happening how can how can, what can I do? Or how can I do this differently? Or how can I, you know, um, build my life in this way? And then he's just created those moments of opportunity where I can build relationship or build friendship or build discipleship, whatever that looks like. It doesn't matter who you are personally, who you grow to be, who uh, the your environment around you has taught you to be, you know, I was bullied a lot growing up. So that probably led to a lot of introvertedness for me but it doesn't matter what my trauma says right i Mm -hmm. am right what matters is who god called me to be so no matter what my personality type is that gift is still my gift yeah i have to lean into that Mm -hmm. because that's what he's called me to do absolutely
0: absolutely i think too like with like nurturing being a part of anyone's nature, just like you like rolling back to what you said in the very beginning right there your your giftings like there's not a hierarchy in gifting. Right. And also in those giftings there may be because i've seen you be nurturing and i've seen you be nosed, you know like.
2: Yeah.
0: pendulum Definitely. can swing both ways, but it's also understanding that the Lord gives us the gift that we need for the moment and the mm-hmm. season that we're in mm-hmm. absolutely and so realizing in this season for your yes what he seems like just listening to this story today and knowing you personally, he's allowed you to do is exercise the strength inside of you that you probably knew you was a strength as a woman, but strength in the kingdom. Like how, not just how can he use me, but how am I available Mm -hmm. to others? How can I be available to others to push the mission forward? Because the reality is when we're in a church, um, like you were when you were here in Birmingham and we're at a place um, that has resource and access more readily available. It's a little bit of a different ball game than you go completely across the country into a whole other realm of culture and life and to a church that is younger and that is is still running is still building is still creating but the lord's given them a different look shape and mission you know area than they're in and so you not learning how to conform to where you are but you leaning into the gifts i think that speaks so highly to what the opportunities god gives us every day no matter what church we serve in no matter what role we're in no matter what the title says no matter what the gifting is mm-hmm. we are already in christ Have the built-in capacity to do what he's asking us to do mm-hmm. Absolutely. are we willing to say yes are we willing to say yes
2: that's the biggest thing i think everybody has some an understanding about who they are as as they're called in christ yes. i think a lot of people have a good grasp on their identity um we've gone to all the conferences we've we've read all the books we've taken all the notes and been to all the bible studies and the small groups we've done it all and I think the only thing missing is is you know what lord yes yes Yes, I'll go Uh, but it's I mean it's like anything right we are so afraid of what's on the other side of that we are so afraid of what could be on the other side of that that place of comfort that you're in It's great. Mm -hmm. And there could be hardship on the other side of that. Yes, there could be. I've experienced that too. Right. Um, But I've also experienced the Lord taking that hardship and turning it into one of the most beautiful seasons of my life. Mm -hmm. It taught me things about myself, a resilience that I didn't know I had, which came in so much handy for the next season. Yep. Um, And it, it taught me how to minister to people who were then experiencing the exact same hardship that the lord had brought me out of on the other side of yes yeah so he's just i just truly believe um that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him right yeah. we we go to we go to all the things and we learn all the things and we fill up but at what point do we seek him out to say how can i pour out where can i best pour out and 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 that's not always going to be a place of comfort
1: yes and your your yes is so inspiring too because honestly it's a testament of your walk with the lord because you knew you heard his voice and you knew that was his voice and that way that gave you the courage to keep going it's just like the lord always has the provision for what he's calling you to do and to step into. And he also knows how to gently and kindly prepare you for that. And you don't even listen, he just comes in.
2: You don't even know what he's doing. You know, like I said, like you did to you. You didn't know those conversations. I had no idea. When I made my prayer list for 2022, (laughs) Oakland was not on it, okay? (laughs) I got it with me. I'll show you. It is not, that was not on my list. I need
0: you to frame that and put that in your office.
2: (laughs) This was not on my list. (laughs) This was not on, but do you see moving Oakland? No, it's not on here. (laughs) I like, I mean, there were so many things that I was excited about, you know, probably getting the chance to like maybe you know and i think that's probably why the lord was like ah uh-uh, let me just <laughs> let me deploy you cuz you about to <laughs> but i wanted to plant some roots i wanted to buy a house and then you know i wanted to do all of these things like to just kind of you know what this is home settle here no this is this is not where i thought you're getting too comfortable you know and it was it was just one of those things where the lord is doing incredible things in your life and you're like why is this because you will have that why is this happening to me moment Mm -hmm. I I question that so much so much every single day it took about a month and a half before um the transition you know was complete but there was nothing that I needed to move all the way across the country in six seven weeks maybe I think it was there was nothing that I needed that the Lord didn't provide. It was supernatural. It was just like, how is this happening in this way? I remember you
1: telling me about the apartment furnishings, like the women that came and she's like, no, don't give me that. And they're like, you're going to take it. (laughs)
2: Like, seriously, like I've never been, I've never been like forced into gifts. Like, I don't know how that works. Um, but, uh, I left everything in in Birmingham when I moved. Because I was trying to figure out, like, it costs, everything just costs so much. When you're moving across country, you should just go online and just pretend that you're moving to California from Birmingham and see the costs, okay? Um, It is out of control. And so my my goal was, I was like, well, you know what? I can just start over. And it won't take very long to kind of build up, you know, what I need or the things that I need. And so I didn't bring any kitchen, like all of my kitchen stuff was either given away or, you know, given to Salvation Army and all that. Like everything I owned, pretty much. I came out here with a carload. That was (laughs) what I had when I came here. And um, there was furniture that I had uh, ordered, like shipped um, to my apartment. But when I came, I had like they were when I came and I got here, there was a group of people from the church that I had no, I didn't know them. I never met them. And they they were there ready to get me moved in. That was number one, like ready to assemble furniture and all the things. But one of the ladies was like, where's your kitchen stuff? I was like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, I am, I love to cook. I love all the things. So it's just going to take me some time to build up my little kitchen arsenal or whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she said, she came to me like, the next, like there was no time. That was a Saturday. On Sunday she said, "Hey, um well, tell us what you need for your kitchen." I was like, "Oh, no, 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 no. See, I'm starting from scratch, ma'am. Don't worry about it. I'm totally fine." Like within 3 days, very long story short. She came back a couple times. She sent me a text, and then on Wednesday, she said she literally threatened my life. And she was like, <laughs> We have decided to throw you a virtual kitchen shower. <gasps> you can create a registry or you can get 25 mugs. And I was like, no. Get 25 <laughs> mugs.
1: It was just I, like.
2: I love her already. Yeah, we oh, love her. Oh, she is the absolute. I mean, I'm telling you, these people are insane. Um, but I mean, that, I, sent, I sent her a registry. It had like eight things on there. And she's like, what is this? this is <laughs> I, no, this is not enough. And she sent me a list of things. To that you needed. <laughs> I wish I had the picture queued up on my phone. I'll probably email it to you. But it's like one of the Amazon, like our little package system was completely like obliterated with these women. I mean, literally, like I can't even, I can't even. I had a picture of a cart with like 20 boxes on it mm-hmm. from people sending things. I mean, within a week, I had a fully outfitted kitchen, like within a week, within the week. Um, and within two weeks, my apartment was completely settled. And wow. so it was so confusing because after two months, I felt like I had been here for a year. But <laughs> I was like, it hasn't been three months. And I would cry so much because I felt like I lived here. I felt like it was home. It was It was home. And not only did the Lord make it a home, not only did he do for me spiritually what he's what he called what he said what what he said two months prior he did that in my heart and in my spirit he made it home but more than anything he allowed the people around me to help make it home yeah it was just i'm telling you i could not have prayed i wouldn't have known to pray for half of this stuff that's why the yes is so important if you let him handle his part of the yes um, you you don't have to say anything else. You don't have to ask for other things. You don't have to try to specify every little detail because I mean there are things that you don't even ask for out loud that he'll answer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so good.
1: I, I think that in in our modern day culture and society and yeah. we're so uh, we got to have it now. We got to have every got to have everything planned out. Like, what are your goals for 2027? I don't know my God. I don't know. You tell,
2: you tell the Lord, yes, and he disrupts tap you your whole life. Like I know, I know. I, like, I don't know how people make five-year goal plans. Like, I don't, I know what I would like to do, but yeah. I have learned my lesson in saying, this is what I'm doing. Like, of course you make financial goals. Of course you take care of yourself and you take care of your surroundings. And you can say, this is what I'd like to do, but I have just learned that when I follow my own plan for my life, it pales in comparison to what the Lord has for me. Yes. It, I'm like, my little prayer, did, my little prayer list is jukey compared to what the Lord has done in my life this year. Yes. If I could have what's on my prayer list versus what I have, like what the Lord has done is, is December. What the Lord has done since January, I would choose this 8 million times oh. over the little prayer list I, <laughs> I oh. have for this year. I would choose it a million times.
1: And another thing that's beautiful is God was so gentle with your heart that sometimes we go, like if we feel like there's a shift coming or moving, we're like, we don't know how we're gonna do that. We don't, we don't, I don't even know if I would fit over there or whatever, whatever. But see, God, our father, we think of him, we gotta we gotta know him as a father. Yes. We gotta know him as a father. And that he just took his daughter. And he just rearranged your heart the way because your yes was like okay i'm going to be obedient and i'm going to step out on faith what you did was a faith step yeah because you can't see in your natural mind what the provision is you don't you don't know really what life is going to be like there and that i told bethany earlier i was like this scripture of abraham it just reminds me of abraham 11 uh in hebrews 11 verse 8 it said by faith abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. And it was counted to him as, righteous. as righteousness. Yep. And so yeah. your yes though is so inspiring because like I said earlier, and I think I just keep harping on this because you you heard the voice of the Lord, you said yes, but there's a trust with the Lord Marquita, with you because you know the Lord,
2: because
1: mm-hmm. you know the Lord. So even more than maybe you're yes, if you're listening, there's this place of intimacy intimacy that he calls us back into yes. through reading of the word and sitting yes. and listening, praying, yes. but the reason you knew his voice, Marquita, is not only because he made it known and, you know, God can do that, he can cut through the noise, God can do anything he wants to, right? Yes. But you have this openness and receptiveness because you've been with him yeah
2: oh yeah that's I love that I love that you pointed out that we have to know him as a father mm-hmm. I think that's so important I think especially for those of us who grew up in church let me just I could get emotional just thinking about that because I grew up in church my whole life we have a system a way of doing things that for us is right right like we know the lingo we know that we're supposed to go to church. You go to church out of duty and obligation. You gotta you go to church out of social, <laughs> you know, um obligation. You know, that's where you know your family's gonna be. That's where you know your friends are gonna be. And you go to lunch after, and you know the sermon's gonna be good because you got a good pastor, and that's gonna be nice for that day. And then on Monday you don't remember any of it. Yeah. On Monday you're lonely, and on Monday you're depressed and filled with anxiety, and on Monday not just let's just talk about you just 12 hours ago we're or even 24 hours ago we're just rejoicing and and worshiping and then on the next day those same problems exist those same that same lifestyle exists because we have not surrendered to the sovereignty of god as a father right right it's someone who not only tells us what to do or calls us into doing but loves us and graces us and cares for us, cares about what we're doing, cares about our calling, cares about how we feel in that. Not only did he shift my heart with my yes, but he shifted the hearts of everyone around me. I mean, everybody, (laughs) like this was not just, oh, okay. Well, the Lord says yes. So I'm going to go. No, this pastor had conversations with my pastor in Birmingham and he was in full protect mode. Like nobody was expecting that, but he was asking the important questions that if my father were alive, those are the questions my father would have asked someone who was responsible for me moving across the country. And my pastor stepped into that role and, and asked those questions. My friends made sure that I was capable of of moving out and 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 even drove me out here um my family who i just knew were going to be the catalyst for me to be able to say no every one of them was like oh my gosh god has called you to this you have to go you can't say no he changed like i knew that they were going to cut up California, but no they were i mean they were my biggest supporters so not only will he change your heart in the yes he changes the heart of everyone around you because he is a good father. And if we follow the example of Jesus, every time you see him, he's either going to pray, he's coming from praying, he's been in prayer. Jesus prayed. Yeah. Before his biggest yes <laughs> that he was not excited about. Let's be clear. He yeah. too was filled with anxiety, with dread. I would I wouldn't be so bold as to say there was fear there. Yeah. Well, tears of It was what, sweat,
1: blood, like what?
2: Sweating blood, like a real life medical condition that was filled with so much dread and anxiety and so much fear that his sweat turned to blood. Listen to me. That was the biggest yes, he said, right? And look what the yes did. Oh, and there was hardship on the other side of that yes. Let's be clear. Like within the same 12 hours of that yes, He was probably going through the worst pain, the worst uh, abuse that he'd ever encountered, that any human would ever encounter. Yeah, yeah. What happened on the other side of that, yes, changed, it shifted time itself. So get to know him as a father, learn his voice. And and every one of the ways that you said to do that is 100% correct, Lee, following him, listening to his voice going beyond Sunday. And I'm just, I'm, I'm really preaching to my church girls going beyond Sunday in your personal walk with Christ is pivotal. If you plan to go into any walk or calling or purpose or anything that has to do with building a disciple or making a disciple time with Christ in your daily life. It goes beyond the quiet time that people are so excited about. It goes beyond that. It goes to, Lord, are my words seasoned with you in this conversation that I'm having at 12 noon? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. are, are my words seasoned with grace when I talk to my parents? Am I honoring them as your word says? Am I following your word? Am I doing the thing that you told me to do in my quiet time? Am I memorizing scripture? Am I getting it in my heart to understand it and not just know it? It's just for us who have grown up in church, we don't get a pass because we know how it goes. We are still called to intimacy with Christ. We are still called to a relationship with him.
1: Yeah, quit doing so much and learn
2: how to be with him. Oh, it's that part.
1: Yeah, just quit. Good things
2: are good things are great, but Abraham's faith was counted as righteousness. Mm. Yep, yeah, yep. It was his obedience. Yeah, to go trust, and he and even and he couldn't have that unless he was having regular conversation. Yep, regular conversation, not just I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna walk away. Conversation, and in conversation, everybody gets to speak
1: yeah and we right now I just sense in my spirit we just come against any kind of like condemnation that if you yeah. do have or you're like oh I should be better at that well join the bed be better every
2: act. I could be better, better. Let's, let's
1: we all, all. yes so we just yeah. we just rebuke that condemnation in Jesus name and start today yeah today when today when this podcast closes out you say Lord what do i need to say yes to yeah what do i
2: need to say you yes need
1: to? to say yes to spend a time with me with me i think he's going mm-hmm. to call you he's always going to call you to that your always. greatest whatever you need to do in life is all wrapped up in knowing him that's the yeah. all, that's the first thing and then all these yeah. then your yes becomes easier even though you don't understand logically how things are going to work out yeah. uh,
2: but so we just we come against that and we just pray peace over you i mean just to to share something practical, um, moving here was not hard. Like it was not hard in the sense of um, uh, the practicality of it, but it was not easy in my spirit. Mm-hmm. I still left everything <laughs> yeah, and it was hard. And I was homesick, I say was, I am homesick all the time um, when I see people that I know. Um, I, I didn't go on social media for like a month and a half, maybe two if not three months when I moved out here, I still have trouble, right? Just scrolling because I will see everybody that I know. Um, I moved out here during one of the biggest seasons at church, right? During summer season, which is when all the things were happening. I was getting opportunities like crazy and that I could have been a part of some incredible things. And I had to leave all of that in that, yes. And then to see people that I love having a good time and I'm in an apartment thousands of miles away, not knowing anybody, right, it was terrible, and I, I, I punished, I punished my relationship with God in that I, I didn't know how to pray anymore, because I was too afraid of what he might tell me to say yes to, (laughs) I was too afraid of what the next step would be, right, I was, I was afraid, and so because of that fourth season, right, even in that, in that homesickness, and that, um uh loneliness and and all of that sadness from leaving home my my in my time of intimacy with the lord suffered because i I was too busy crying to pray I was too busy being sad to pray because everything around me was uncomfortable every person I met was brand new every person I went to dinner with was friends thinking new every person I met at church was brand new I couldn't remember anybody's name it was ter- I still don't know people's names it was it's been it was hard but, but to and i say that to add to that don't feel condemnation because you're going through a season of oh i didn't know my intimacy needed to be that that personal i didn't know it needed to be that deep it is that deep and you it'll get deeper as you get deeper deep calls to deep yeah. as you get deeper in him he's gonna call you deeper mm-hmm. i talk to him every day all day and there are still ways that he's calling me deeper in him but is it not that the beauty and the majesty of God yes. that you could be in such a deep place with him and he still has levels to go glory like- to glory
1: to glory, glory. Yeah, to glory. and his, his glory is limitless I don't even know if I really understand I don't even know if I really understand his glory because every time it's mentioned in the Bible people are face down so I don't even know if they really understand it but just there's deeper places and yes. i think this conversation if it does anything is to help us say yes yeah yeah to know that he's that 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 god's a good good father there's no condemnation in it and that he will call us deeper when we just say yes to time with him yeah yes yes, yes and pray about everything guys you know and know that god i mean your your whole story your whole life marquis as long as i've known you is just a testimony of the goodness and the faithfulness of god yeah and i believe that this is not just only what he wanted you to do he's honoring you for your faithfulness yeah because now you're ministering at a new level you you have i mean the anointing is just all over you and mm-hmm. that's what breaks the yokes not your services people but your or your acts of service order it's the anointing that's on those things yeah. Yeah. that's what breaks the yoke. and now marquita you've you've come out into this expansion like this new place you actually have gone and taken
2: territory yeah. for god yeah yep. this is this is a city where sin is on billboards mm-hmm. right i i was passing by some stuff and i'm like oh, <laughs> that was just, this is real mm-hmm. life this there is all kinds of debauchery that's just celebrated you know um in plain in plain sight, you know. Um but I am confident that the Lord has called me here for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. And our church has seen so much growth over the the past few months since I've been here. Um I don't I'm I'm not saying I'm not uh saying it's because of me. Oh wait, yes. is, is we that know. the Lord has allowed me to be here to see it, right? To see it grow, to see, and to be a part of yeah. helping to grow that ministry. I get to work in spaces where women in these spaces, in these types of churches, uh, don't normally get to work, don't normally get to influence. You know, um, I'm still seeing churches who are refusing to hire women as worship directors. And I get to work in a space that's pretty much male dominated. Um, and lead teams and build teams and influence um, decisions, you know, about what's happening at our church and work in different areas with outreach and with students and with women and, and leading and teaching our women's Bible study and every week. And like, it's just been some of the things that I'm being able to do has allowed me to not just stretch out, right? But it's called me even to a higher place of growth and intimacy with the Lord. Like, I know I gotta pray. (laughs) I don't have any other choice. Like I I had to get that act together real quick because I knew that there was so much more than I was being called to. These are personal relationships. These are not just stages. These are not just, this is an intimacy with the people of God um, at at levels where you can impact somebody's personal life um, with the things that you say, with the words that you say to them. And as they see me being able to move in these spaces, more women feel capable and called to move in those spaces as well. So, yeah. Well, it was a beautiful thing
1: to see how God's using you, friend. Yep. Yeah. What you got? Oh,
0: no, I just, the Lord uh, just wants you to be reminded today. I put it on my heart a minute ago, but it's just been all so good. And I'm just... Sobbing because I love you so much. Mm-hmm. Marquita loves for me to hug her publicly. That's like a <laughs> thing. She, oh, hates it. Yeah, sure. she really <laughs> hates it, but I make her hug me, guys. Um, and then she always says, "Excuse me, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. I don't like this." Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Lord wants you to know today that He's begun a good work in you, mm-hmm. and He is faithful to complete it. And I think that's that's the best place to sit today is understand that when we say yes that we're not just allowing the good work to continue in us of sanctification to glorification we're saying you've begun the good work in us and you have to be the one to complete it yeah means it's not our might it's not our power it's by the spirit and the holy spirit um, is so evident in your life and we're just a daggum thankful for so I'd love to pray and, uh, and pray over you and just and close us out. That's okay. Let's pray together. Thank you, guys. Oh, Jesus, thank you for friendship. Yes, God, thank you for not an exclusive sisterhood, but a sisterhood that is bound by the blood of Jesus and that is open-handed and open-armed God and willing to just look around and say who can we celebrate Mm -hmm. and listen to and love today God thank you for the friendship in Yes. thank you for the mission of her church and right now in Jesus name God we just ask by the power and authority that we have in you father to just continue to not just multiply what they're doing God, but we just ask for supernatural things to begin to happen in this part of the country. Lord, where years ago, supernatural revivals were breaking out and happening. God, let it happen in their church. Let it begin with them. God, because they have been so open handed to the mission Mm -hmm. of the gospel, Lord, we're just asking for fruit beyond measure. Fruit that is seen and unseen. God, we're asking for comfort and continued provision. Mm -hmm. Lord, we're asking that you would continue to be faithful to complete the work that you have called each one of those women and men to do. And Lord, thank you for every ear that is hearing this podcast today. God, we bless them and speak the same blessings over them today, God, of fruit seen and unseen. God, for men and women that may feel um, like they are on their last uh, ounce Mm -hmm. of faith, God, we just ask that they that Marquita's story would be an example for them to say one more yes, God. And in that yes, Lord, that you would open up the windows of heaven and pour out your blessing, as your word says, that there would not be room to receive it. Yes. God, thank you for a full kitchen yeah. and a full heart. <laughs> God and uh thank you, Lord, that that you are a good and a faithful father and friend in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: All right, Marquita, we love you. I love y'all so much. And I'm so honored that you have me back. But more than anything, just I'm so grateful that I get to sit here and look at y'all's beautiful faces. (laughs) (laughs) I love y'all so much.
0: Love you. Y'all, the fact that I only teared up a couple of times is an absolute miracle. (laughs) Can you believe it? Uh, God is just so kind, right? Every time we talk to Marquita, we're encouraged. But this whole new season for Marquita has been nothing more than an absolute blessing for everybody around her who's watched her walk in obedience. Is this where you are in your life? Or maybe you need to examine, like we talked about, your own life and say, Lord, am I giving you my yes? Um, if, if that's something that you want more prayer about or more conversation, don't hesitate to reach out, DM us on the socials, shoot us an email, shoot us a text and know that your women in worship community, we're here for you. We're praying for you and we love you tons. We hope you have an incredible rest of your 2022 and we can't wait To see you in 2023, we've got some incredible guests lined up already. The podcast will be back better than ever and know that we're here for you in community and conversation always. You are a part of Women in Worship.